0: Okay, thanks everyone for joining us. You've tuned in to Complete Sports Media's podcast. I'm your host, Darren Campbell. And today, as you can see with my shirt, we're going to be breaking down the UFC. Finally, we had a midweek card. It's been a really long time since that's happened. Um, They went to White Island in Abu Dhabi, and they've decided to put on four cards in two weeks. So we get a Wednesday, Saturday uh, sorry, Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday, Wednesday. Uh, situation here. So, last night's card was a lot of fun, a lot of no names, but we're going to start right off with uh, the main event and we're going to bring in our analyst, Jason Cameron, to the mix and we'll be able to break it down for you.
1: Hey, Jason, how are you? Doing well, thank you very much, Darren. I'm doing very well. Uh, the day is nice again, so I'm a happy man. <laughs> oh, terrific, good to hear.
0: Great, uh, yeah, so. Nice to have a midweek card. Uh, it's kind of a treat uh, being able to have three cards in seven days. So um, yeah, let's break it down. Uh, the The main event uh, was a, a, a pretty good showing. Uh, obviously, really amazing performance by Calvin Cater and Dan Ije, Uh Even though he got beat up, uh, wow, he's a he's a warrior. That was an, a
1: pretty amazing fight. You know, at the at the beginning of the fight, it was obviously it was closer. But as the fight wore on, Cater began to pull away. Even though that he suffered a pretty significant injury early on in the fight. Looked like he suffered a broken nose right away. And so, obviously, trying to breeze through that is kind of difficult. And and obviously, that will affect your stamina, your cardio and stuff. But those guys came in great shape. Tremendous shape. And, uh, yeah, man. It just, both of them have their styles and their stand-up. But I thought that Cater's counters were more effective than Dan Ige's. Although Dan Ige did have a speed advantage for a while until he got tired himself.
0: Yeah, true. Yeah. Uh, I think Cater's um, jab was just phenomenal last night. He just was able to just stick that jab. And really, uh, I thought it was the deciding factor in the fight. Uh, he just yeah, was relentless with it. And those counters, like you say... Uh, kept DJ from you know giving him too much damage other than that broken nose I think that's the second time he's broken his nose in the last couple of fights but uh yeah uh, yeah he still was a warrior and powered through it
1: yeah you know like I I, I could see it begin to turn right at the I want to say end of the third going definitely into the fourth you could feel that cater was beginning to take over the fight and that he was beginning to dictate terms to how Ige was gonna try to fight him right so Yeah, great win by Calvin Cater, though. Great win by Calvin Cater. Oh, by the way, I did have him winning that fight, so.
0: Yeah, 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 so did I. Um, I (laughs) thought he was, was uh, yeah, I thought he was the more talented guy and and definitely seemed to be the the one we should put some money on. Um, He's number six ranked, and, uh, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of opened up uh, possibilities for him to um, fight some of the some of the great people up there. There, There is a lot of talk about some of those top uh, four contenders in front of them fighting each other and, and tr- trying to get somebody that comes out of the mix there. But uh, yeah, I think he's he's in line for uh, even higher ranked guys and even higher ranked guys. So yeah, yeah. good on him. That was a really uh, good performance. And I think the USC is going to be impressed. Oh
1: yeah, for sure. Um, definitely an impressive win for Cater. And Nobody less than top five, obviously, that he fights next. Probably maybe maybe the, the second place guy, the third place guy or something. And then after that, if he wins again, you know, like he's going to put himself in line for a title shot pretty quick. Yeah.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I've heard some rumors already. And, uh yeah, it's going to be fun. Uh, he's, a, he's a really talented fighter. I saw, I saw a stat today, and I've yet to confirm it, but I'd like to throw it out there. Uh, supposedly yeah. – this was the second card in history with zero knockdowns. Um, I don't know if that's, uh, that's true. Uh, I've, I've got to go back and look at a bunch of that. Um, zero knockdowns uh, in the whole fight. Uh, they said that happened once in 2007. So, um, yeah, it's hard to, hard to know. I, I, I think that can't be right, but I don't know. Uh, that just came across the screen and I thought, okay, well, uh, well I'll, I'll mention it and then we'll have to look into it and we'll, we'll talk about it next week, I guess. Yeah, definitely. That's a
1: very weird and different um, dynamic when it comes to like uh, when it comes to the zero knockdown thing for every event. Like, because now when I when I when I think back to the event that we watched, I that did not strike me as a thing. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest; no. it didn't strike me as a thing. Yeah. And I can and I can't speak to any event that I can possibly remember that had no knockdowns. So okay, cool. It's yeah. definitely a weird stat. I, I've never even heard of that stat being thrown out there like that.
0: Yeah, that, that really shocked me. So, yeah, I think uh, it'll be something for me to do some research on and uh, see if that's a possibility. But, yeah, that would be that would be incredible. So, um, yeah, let's switch to the uh, co-main event. Um, you and I spoke that uh, it shouldn't have been the co-main event. Uh, it was two guys that are, had been really struggling lately and uh, hadn't quite shown their mettle to be uh, co-main event guys. but um, we talked about Cody Staman and Jimmy Rivera being that, but uh, let's go right to Tim Elliott and Ryan Benoit. Um, Tim, Tim Elliott, uh, you know, he's an exciting fighter. He definitely throws a lot of strikes, and he has a very unorthodox style, jumps around quite a bit. Um, what do you think? Uh, it turned out to be a unanimous decision on his part, and I think he did pretty well.
1: Yeah, no, I, I think he did well. Like, he's got that weird unorthodox movement. It kind of—it's not the same. Uh, Let me be clear on that. It's not the same, but it kind of reminds me of Dominic Cruz. Mm -hmm. But it's not—it's not the same as Dominic Cruz. All right, I'll I'll be clear on that. It just kind of reminds me of that. His is a little bit more herky-jerky, and 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 it's—it's his own style. All right, and that's where I'm going to go with that. But yeah, Elliot. The one thing about him is he keeps busy. He just—he keeps throwing stuff out there, right? So as long as he keeps busy and he keeps throwing stuff out there, you as another fighter. Even if it's not hurting you, you got to keep throwing as well, because it looks like he's winning the fight if he keeps continually throwing and stuff like that. Right? I thought, you know, effective the more effective punches actually came from Benoit, but when it came to the grappling exchanges, Elliot, Tell- for the most part, got the better part, get the, got the best out of him, on those grappling exchanges, and I think that's really what uh, won him the fight for sure.
0: There was uh, a lot of tweets uh, that were coming up on the screen, and guys were saying that Benoit won that round, and Benoit was up two, and uh, yeah. kind of controversial. Um, a lot, uh, when when the decision was was made, uh, Benoit looked really mad. He thought he had won the fight. Um, you know, it seemed uh, it seemed to me that Elliot was was the winner, but it seemed like a lot of other people that were watching it thought uh, Benoit had taken it um what was what your thoughts as it was coming close
1: to that decision okay well the first thing i'll say is this if benoit in the second hadn't readjusted his grip for that knee bar that he had which he actually had he would have won the fight then you saw the tremendous amount of pain elliot had on his face yeah that was tight yeah that definitely super tight, tight. Wow. and if he i think personally if he just had not readjusted his grip to try to get a better grip on that knee bar I think he would have ended the fight right there. So, and yeah, I, it's one of those fights that it's, I, I can see where the Benoit um, followers were saying that maybe he should have won the fight because he did, I think had the more effective power punches throughout the course of the fight. Right. But I, I think Elliot won it on his grappling. Like, cause I think he won in his grappling matches and the fact that he just kept peppering, he kept throwing out punches and kicks and, just kept peppering and peppering and peppering. And I think that came into the judge's decision-making on him winning the fight.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, The thing, the the only thing that I can say more is that uh, Benoit was definitely head hunting. Uh, He, you know, he was landing some damaging punches, but, but um, Elliot was, you know, hitting to the body, hitting to the head kicks. Uh, He, he had the full arsenal out there. So, yeah, I I mean, when, when I was judging it to me, uh, Elliot just, uh, was way more all around, and and Benoit was just head hunting, and and uh, yeah, he w- he damaged him, but I think uh, Elliot won that. So, uh, but yeah. let's switch to let's switch now to the Cody Staman Jimmy Rivera fight. Um, yeah, I, I I enjoyed it. Uh, it's not the best performance I've seen from either guy, uh, but Jimmy Rivera you know was pretty critical of his performance, saying that he came in really short notice and and wasn't able to put on the performance that he normally does, but. Uh, those guys are fast, and uh, they can be really fun when they are trading punches
1: in the, in the phone booth. Yeah, fast, powerful, strong, explosive, both those athletes. I just felt which I, – I, I'll give Rivera some credit. On his short notice, he still got off first, and I think that was the one thing that was consistent throughout every round of that fight. Rivera got off first, and Stamen just seemed to be a touch slow on all the exchanges. And, and that was literally the difference. And also too, I think Stamen was possibly a touch slow knowing how effective Rivera countered him. And Rivera countered him very well with blinding fast hooks and uppercuts that he, that he, took, he tagged him with. Real hard shots too, man. So I can see why Stamen was trying to figure him out still, but at the same time, Rivera always got off first. He was always the first to punch and everything else. And uh, that's what led him to victory. He really controlled the fight doing that. Yeah, totally. Yeah,
0: uh, Rivera's faced a stiffer competition than Stamen. I thought Rivera was going to win. Uh, Yeah, he's so quick and he is the first to the punch all the time. He is just and he's so elusive. Um, Yeah, uh, really, really impressive guy. And uh, hopefully he gets a full camp for his next fight. Um, Cody Stamen uh fought uh, like a month ago and uh so another short camp for him too but um uh, yeah i think uh that competition step up from uh kelleher to um to rivera was too much for statement at this point but um yeah i i, I enjoyed the fight uh the, those guys are just so quick and uh yeah it's always, always fun when they they just start throwing and lot, lots of really really quick punches
1: so oh, yeah for sure man like uh I, I look forward to seeing Rivera again when he steps into the ring again because if that was his performance off of whatever he said, six days notice, that's pretty impressive against the top-ranked guy. You know what I mean? Like, that that's very impressive against the top-ranked guy. So I look forward to whoever uh, the UFC fight uh, puts in front of Rivera for his next fight. And I'm sure Stamen will bounce back from this, and, you know, he will he'll do great for his next fight as well. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, so the fight right before that was um Meatball McCann and uh Viola Santos. Uh, Meatball is definitely uh, you know, very, very tough girl. Um, but uh, overmatched uh, with the Brazilian uh, Santos, looked just phenomenal. She has a six inch reach advantage, uh, she was just really phenomenal with her takedowns and and just dominated. Uh, I was I was super impressed with Santos, uh, best I've ever seen her by far.
1: Ah, uh, she, de- she dominated every aspect of that fight. She used her reach advantage to its, uh, to its, to its best. You know, like, she, she used that. Her kicks were on point. Her knees were incredible. And then when she took her to the ground, solid ground control. McCann really didn't have an answer for anything for her on the ground. Like, every aspect of that fight Santos controlled. Dominant, dominant win by her. Dominant win.
0: Yeah, it was. Uh, she was an underdog going in, which um, yeah. After you saw that, you thought, "Wow, uh, they had that, they definitely had that wrong." Um, oh, yeah. yeah. I think uh, I don't know what she, you know, what what she did in her camp, but uh, whoa, she just uh, was super impressive and didn't didn't give um, McCann a shout at all. McCann has really looked tough in a lot of her fights, and she's she's game, but uh, she just didn't have an answer for anything that Santos was throwing her way, and. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm super impressed. Uh, I think, uh, you know, very bright future. She's 15 and one and, you know, um, one of those Brazilians that fights out of an amazing camp. And uh, just her length is going to give a lot of girls trouble at that 125. It's, um, yeah, it's amazing uh, how tall she is and six inch, inch reach advantage. And then even longer with the, the kicks, she was just keeping her so far on the outside. There was nothing that, that McCann could do.
1: No, yep, kept her at distance. McCann needed to really work within that distance to try to do her work, but even then, when she got in a distance, she still got cracked with elbows and punches and stuff. so uh, yeah, hats off to santos man, really, really dominant win on her part, very dominant win
0: yeah so the um, the fight uh, the fight right before the this one was uh, was the uh, Abdul Razak Hassan uh, against Moner Lazaz. Lazez uh, was a newcomer. Uh, came in. I, I, I heard on the ke- telecast that uh, some friend came up to Dana and said, "Oh my God, you got to see this footage. You got to see this guy. Give him a chance. He's an Abu Dhabi guy. He lives right here. To be able to just uh, take a cab to the to the fight and uh, be here right for you know, able to answer the the, the bell." And and uh, Abdul Razak Hassan. Holy cow! That guy just came out. And just went guns a blazing, but yeah. uh, Lazez just didn't seem to, you know, worry about it. He weathered the storm, and uh, you know, ended up uh, really, really pl- uh, having an amazing fight for the rest of the the car, the rest of the two two rounds. Like after the first round, oh my god, I, I couldn't believe the turnaround, and it was super impressive a
1: debut for him. Yeah, you know, like the first round was amazing because Al Hassan came out. It was just throwing hook after hook after hook after hook. Like, he thought, I'm just going to get this guy out of here. I'm going to throw punches for, I, I, I want to say, first 90 seconds of that fight. He just threw and, threw and threw and threw and threw and threw and but Lizette's covered up well. He weathered the storm. But he kept smiling. And I go, oh, that's, that's different. It's, it's, it's like he rope doped him for a little bit. He just weathered the storm, let him punch himself out. And I'll say this, Lazez ate some shots to the chin during that time. The man is tough. His buddy was right. That guy can fight. That guy can fight. Fu- like, like, if you get Paul Felder and Michael Bisping keep praising you throughout the fight saying, oh, man, I want to train with this guy. This guy's that good. Like, they, his stand-up was exceptional. Yeah. He just started picking apart with the step-in elbows, too, and stuff like that. Oh, man, I was impressed that guy's that guy's got a bright future ahead of him yeah yeah you're right Uh, he sure does yeah I
0: I was just blown away he was covering up and he looked like he got himself into trouble a little bit but he was he was weathering the storm like you say and he was just uh taking taking the bombs and and trying to you know move away and covering up covering up he was blocking a lot of the shots but holy cow those shots were really really heavy and and they would have knocked down almost any other human on the planet. So, yeah. you know, holy cow. His chin, uh, you know, stood up to that. And then, you know, wow, he, what, an, what an impressive debut. Just such a, such an amazing performance. I, I was, I, I can't wait to see him fight again. Uh, he's, he's called out Mike Perry, too, which uh, it would be great <laughs> if they can make
1: that uh, fight work. Well, I'll, I'll say this. The man doesn't want easy fights. That's for sure. Oh, man. Like, the guy just goes, ah, oh, that, that guy was – Super powerful. Like, do you see Al-Hassan's thighs? <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Okay. Like, you know, like the guy's built like a tank, a little mini tank. And now he wants <laughs> to take on another little mini tank and Mike Perry. Okay, buddy. Okay. They'll probably make that fight happen. Yeah. But I, you know, so the other thing I want to point to is the man's footwork was amazing. The way that he spun out and circled out always, but tight circles. Really impressed by that, man. Really, really impressive. Impressive stuff by Luzes. I I look forward to seeing him again as soon as possible, too. Yeah, totally, yeah.
0: The other thing that stood out for me in that fight was the referee, uh, I think his name is Dan M- Mavahedi. Uh Wow, he, he just kept standing them up. Just horrible stand-ups. Uh, they, they went to the ground. They weren't moving around for, you know, 10 maybe seconds? 10 seconds. And like then, boom, seconds? he's t- telling them to stand up. Like, it was one of the most horrible referees uh, decisions that I've seen, just the way he was handling that fight was just terrible. I, I hope we don't see him in the cage for a while.
1: Um I'm sure the, the upper echelon of the UFC have seen his style of refing and just like I guess he gets bored. Like it's like you're on the ground too long. I don't like seeing what I'm seeing. You're up. You know, so you know in the UFC's best interests, they'll probably limit his his uh participation for the next couple. I would imagine. I would imagine. But we'll see. Yeah.
0: We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. I don't know I don't know how many uh referees and judges they have at their disposal here, you yeah. know. It's uh, they're all in this bubble. They would have had to quarantine. They would have had to get the COVID testing. Uh I'm not sure if they, you know, would have had some extra guys just in case. Uh, I mean, yeah. it's something to make for me maybe for me to check into, but yeah, that was uh it was just horrible. I I you know uh, anybody that likes fighting grappling wrestling any of that kind of stuff must have just been screaming at their tv because you know the, the guy ha- had dominant position he was yep. uh you know trying to get to even more of a advantageous position but you know he wasn't even giving them that opportunity just standing them right back up and saying let's go let's go more action yeah uh, you know yeah it was, it was it was not a good display of refereeing and i I sure hope um, they can replace him. Uh, yep. You know, he's 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 got to learn the game. That is, you know, it's mixed martial arts. Uh, they fight on the ground and standing up. It's not kickboxing. It's not boxing. It's it mixed martial arts. So, you know, hey, give him an opportunity when the guy's on the ground uh, trying to dominate. And, and yeah, it's just, it's
1: just, you know, not the way it's supposed to go. No, no, man. Like, you let the guy go to work. Like, how many times did you hear advance the position and you're like, well they're up against the cage. He's in a dominant position. What what do you want him to do? <laughs> like like even bisping, I think he said, You want him to take his back? I don't think he can take his back. <laughs> because he's on the ground. <laughs> uh, what you uh, talk? Like, like there was a lot of things where you're just like, I don't know what you're talking about. So so this is what I hope then. If they if they don't have extra refs, which they probably don't, that maybe one of the senior refs say, Hey, pull the guy aside and say, This is Kind of what I'm thinking you should, how you should be calling it when they're on the ground, you gotta let, you gotta let guys work. Like if they're stalling, if they're using stalling and delay tactics. Yeah. Yeah. Then you stand them up, especially if they're going to be doing that for a long time, but not if they're putting in work, then, then you're taking away from the situation where they earned, they earned that, they earned that, right. They earned that situation to be where they need to be. And now you gotta let the guys work. And if you're not gonna let the guys work, you might cost them the fight.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So yeah, okay. Let's switch to uh another debut. Uh this this guy, uh Hamzat Chamayev. Uh, he's from Sweden, originally from Chechnya. Uh what a what a phenomenal debut by this guy. Uh holy cow. Just just brutal grounded pound. Uh Phillips came out guns and blazing like he normally does. Uh he's called the uh John Phillips is called the Welsh wrecking Machine, and he comes out and he just tries to knock guys out immediately um Chemayev was able to keep him away and all of a sudden just take him down and just holy cow this jemayaev uh one of one of the most incredible performances i i I'm blown away sometimes when this guy makes his debut and comes in and is that talented so quick yeah
1: man like he he basically just put it on rewind and replay every time for every round which is like that first round i don't know if i've ever seen somebody come out that quickly head kick tackle to the ground and that was it and he just he just put him to the ground and he put him through the meat grinder he beat him up round after round after round like i'm sure phillips was just like oh my god it's a horrible nightmare I'm in a nightmare right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just went through this the last round. and But that's just how dominant and how great Chamayev was. And then finally to get the darts choke as a finish. Oh, beautiful. beautiful yeah,
0: man. yeah, beautiful. it was just gorgeous. I think the significant strikes were 72 to 1. I think I saw <laughs> 72 to 1. So, yeah, super lopsided. Uh, <laughs> amazing darts choke. Uh, take him out a minute and 12 into the second round. Uh, six and zero, oh, um, you know. Wow, I thought uh, he would have had a much longer record. Uh, I really want to you know, dig more deep into his amateur career. What other um, type of fight fighting he's done? Because to be that talented already at, at six and zero, oh, um, uh, wow, that uh, blows me away. He called out uh, Donald Cerrone after he uh, he said, you know, hey, give me give me him. I, I want to beat him up, and uh, yeah, hopefully. Uh, UFC gives him a guy like that. I don't know if they will, because Donald Cerrone a you know such an experienced vet. Maybe you know he should get somebody different. But um, yeah, immediately Chimaev is like, hey, I'm 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 elite. Nobody knows about me, but I'm elite. I'm gonna take take over this division, and uh, you know can't dispute him on that performance.
1: No, no, you can't. I, I don't think oh, I don't think he gets Donald Cerrone right away. I'm gonna be honest. He, he probably gets somebody obviously a little bit better, a little bit more upper echelon for sure. Um, than Phillips, but, uh, you know, I think he still got a couple fights before he gets Mr. Cerrone.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think you're right,
0: yeah. Um, talk about this uh, Leroy and Murphy and Ricardo Ramos. Uh, Murphy uh, came in. He's called the miracle. Uh, he really, really, um, you know, was just brutal with his ground and pound looks amazing shape, uh, was able to uh, reverse a, a takedown. And uh, eventually, just grounded, ground pound the guy out, um, knocked him, you know, TK'd out him in the you know late, late first round. Uh, yeah, another guy that is, um, yeah, looking really good from England. Yeah, really, really talented guy.
1: Well, you know what? He stuck to his fundamentals, as opposed to the other guy that did all that fancy nonsense. And that's what I'm going to call it nonsense, because you never caught him off guard. You didn't ca- You didn't. You didn't you know, usually when you try that kind of stuff, you're trying to catch him off guard with something fancy that he's not expecting. But if it's all fancy and no substance, then you get your face smashed like Murphy did. You know, like, and I, and like that, 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 that weird kick where you tried to do it's almost like a back kick he was doing for soccer. I'm just like, what does that do? Like, like, wait, like, what does, no, seriously, like, what, what does that strike act? What does that actually do? What will that actually do to your opponent besides kind of look cool in the ring? Because yeah. that's all it did. <laughs> like even, even Bisping's like, okay, come on now. Come on now. <laughs> right. that. And he's right. Because yeah. it doesn't serve any purpose. Maybe just to confuse your opponent because he, he doesn't know what you're trying to do. Right. But yeah. if you're going to try to do nonsense throughout the entirety of the fight and it just, it just doesn't get you anywhere. It doesn't get you anywhere you know like it yeah it had no bearing on the fight he should have stopped doing that and started trying to fight more traditionally and then maybe this will be a learning thing for him to know that oh i can't just be fooling around in there you're not going to win i'm going to win
0: yeah well (laughs) uh, a lot of these capoeira guys come in and they they try to you know use their fancy dance moves and they do a lot of really strange things Uh, we saw it here in vancouver with tristan Connolly. Uh, yep. the guy came in he was a lot bigger than Connolly. he had all these flashy moves and Connelly's um, you know game plan was let this guy dance around flip around do all that get tired then I'm going to take him out and beat him yep. and uh, Zach, the same thing happened right yeah
1: exactly that's exactly what Murphy did he just goes okay okay that's a lot of fancy stuff that's great did, did to do I'll stay calm cool collected I'll actually fight you know the right way traditionally and everything else and then, yeah, you eventually just got the takedown, smashed his face in, and then there you go. That was the end of the fight.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I'm not a fan of uh, of that. Um, I, I did – I actually did capoeira, and, I, you know, I think it has its place, but, you know, it, a lot of it's just useless. A lot of it's just for flash and dash, and it's not going to, you know, give you any advantage in a fight, and uh, – you know, it's starting to prove it. I've seen it happen a little bit too much lately. Um, yeah. It was, it's never, you know, capoeira was actually never a martial art. It was a dancing, um, you know, yeah. discipline. And so these guys are keep, you know, bringing it in and trying. And, you know, people go ooh and ah at the beginning, but then usually the, the guys,
1: you know, get waking up in the cage. So, yeah, exactly. Like if, if somebody comes in with that capoeira style, and can prove to me that it's actually truly effective then maybe but that really hasn't happened yet it hasn't happened yet so i'm still waiting for the man to be that ultimately talented to use that style and to be successful with that style but we'll we'll see we'll see and and like i said hopefully ramos learns his lesson from this fight and comes back with a little bit of a better game plan or not
0: (laughs) yeah (laughs) Uh, then there was a light heavyweight matchup. Uh, two guys with a heck of a lot of vowels in their names. Uh, yes. Mo- yes. Modestas Bukas- Bukaskas and yes. Andreas Michalides. Um Me. Yeah, that was a super entertaining first round. Uh, a little bit of a controversial ending to that first round. Uh, uh, Bukaskas uh, looked really, really phenomenal. Uh, yeah. Mikulidis decided to... Um, go for a late takedown and had him up against the cage and was trying. And all of a sudden, uh, Bukaskis started elbowing him in the side of the head and probably landed about five, six of them uh, before the the bell rang. And uh, all of a sudden, Mikaelidis' bell was ringing. And yeah. uh, unfortunately, he leaned back to try to sort of gather himself and the cage door was open door was and he open. fell out of the cage. So it was uh, unfortunate for him. Yeah. Like,
1: and I, I saw that the intensity with which the ref was looking at him, right? Like, he's watching him to see if, if he shows – and I could tell from that point. He was looking at him saying, saying to himself, if, there's, if, he, if he seems sort of rocked at any point in time, I'm calling the fight. I'm calling the fight immediately. You could tell. And unfortunately for Mikalitas, he had no idea that the, the cage door had opened. So it looked like he got rocked. But he never fought it he wasn't yeah. up in arms right? right i think he actually was rocked and i think he did know it's like ah oh, man if this fight continues i i think i'm going to lose the fight anyways because i don't think he was going to be able to get his head right i think he was rocked like kukaus hit him with those elbows like it would kind of remind me of travis brown those travis brown elbows and literally just took him apart you know like he got hit in the side of the head you could see the knot like after the fight was done like the the accuracy where those elbows landed on his head and personally you know in retrospect for me when i looked at it again i thought it was actually a good stoppage yeah i thought it was a good stoppage to be be completely honest because of the fact because of the fact of his his body mannerisms the fact that he didn't fight the ref immediately didn't jump up all in arms and he, he seemed like a defeated fighter to me anyways so yeah that was this that was the same ref uh, Dan Movaheadi uh that oh, yeah,
0: uh, we no, talked no, about no. kind of controversial <laughs> earlier so of course uh the only thing that uh, you know I kind of wished that he would have done is give him a little bit of ch- a time because you know obviously seeing him fall out of the cage that alerted him but uh you know he had a minute he had a yes, minute to it. you know get his get his wits about him and and you know you know maybe that that would have uh you know had a different result. Um, I that. think it, it felt like Mikolitis was complaining that it was the back of his head, and yes. he was just reaching to the back of his head and kept stroking it. And seemed like he was trying to tell the ref, uh, "Hey, this guy illegally hit me. I'm rocked from it. Uh, give me an opportunity to, uh, you know, recover. Because if if it is a, a legal hit to the back of the head, you got a chance to recover. And sometimes they take a point. Sometimes they don't." inadvertent but um, they asked him if he wanted to see a replay uh, he said absolutely oh, not. no <laughs> uh, wouldn't, <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't look at a replay um, yeah it, I mean it was a bit controversial he, he definitely was rocked by those those elbows oh, yeah. though and uh, yeah that was uh, I think it was Overeem that took those Travis Brown uh, elbows yeah. to the head and got knocked out and uh, yeah, yeah the, you know that was a, a fantastic knockout and it did, that did definitely resemble that um yeah I feel bad for Mikelis I wish he had more of a chance uh, cuz it was right at the end of the end of the round and you know I thought he should have got maybe an opportunity to gather himself and and go back in there but um yeah you know it's unbelievable that that it was just right at the opening <laughs> yeah. of the cage there
1: it's Yeah crazy. I know it like it was unfortunate that he had to be positioned right there at that point point in time at that part of the cage like anywhere else in that cage, he probably lets the fight go on. You know what I mean? Like it, it's just luck of the draw, bad luck, whatever you want to call it. But um, yeah, um, I guess any other ref would have probably given him that time, to be honest with you. Yeah. But, you know, unfortunately, we, we had to deal with our boy. So, you know, he's got no nonsense there. You don't yeah. mess around. <laughs> uh,
0: Bukaskis um, looked impressive. He's 11 and 2 now. That was his UFC debut. Uh, look! Looked really, really great. Uh, he's actually the first Lithuanian fighter to ever win a, a fight in the UFC, which uh, yeah blew my mind. Uh, that's pretty great. Uh, now Lithuanian kids got a guy to look look at and uh, aspire to. So good Good on uh, the UFC for uh, bringing a Lithuanian guy in there, giving him opportunity. And, uh, yeah, he didn't disappoint. Uh, he, he looked really good in that whole first round. It, it was a great, great first round. A really, really good fight.
1: Yeah, really good fight. Um, I look forward to seeing both those men again. Um, And Bukaskis, I I really loved uh, how light he was on his feet. He had great movement throughout the course of that fight. Even taking those hard leg kicks didn't seem to affect his mobility whatsoever. Good fight.
0: Yeah, (laughs) great fight. Yeah. Uh, So then we had a uh, decision victory. uh, Jared Gordon over Chris Fishgold. Um, Gordon... Uh, Flash Gordon, he yeah, he definitely was really great with the ground and pound. Just a clinic there. Um, yeah, I just felt like he, you know, was the superior fighter. Um, Fish Gold uh, missed missed Wade, and he just he just didn't look like the Fish Gold I've seen before. And
1: uh, he didn't uh, look good. Jer- yeah, Jared Gordon was really good. Yeah, Jared Gordon uh, looked great. Looked fantastic. Obviously, with what, however – Whatever happened with Fishgold's weight cut, which obviously didn't go well, um, that, you could tell, again, compromised his stamina and his endurance throughout the course of the fight. And uh, Gordon just capitalized on that, capitalized on that. And his control time on the ground, Gordon's, was over 10 minutes. 10 minutes of control time throughout the course of that fight, man. So you do that, yeah, you're going to win every fight. You're going to win every fight that you have. So, yeah, dominant win by Gordon. Dominant win by Gordon. And uh hopefully fish gold next time comes in like you know underweight or yeah. at the weight. He's supposed to.
0: Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Yeah, it's always yeah. bad when they can't can't make weight. It's not fair. So um yeah. yeah, then we went into a women's flyweight fight. Uh Diana Belbita against Liana Jojua. And uh JoJua uh weathered a few initial punches. Belbita uh, hit her about five times and Took her down. Jojua reversed that and ended up getting a really good submission. 243 into the first round. Uh, that arm bar was, uh, looked pretty relentless. She just, uh, I think Bisping said, uh, dog on the bone. She just wouldn't let go of that <laughs> arm and just kept at it
1: kept at it until she tapped. Yeah. So I, like, you know, like kind of reminded me of the Rebus fight with Paige Van Zandt, where obviously not as technically skilled, but more like dog on the bone. And then eventually, kept manipulating the arm until she got that arm and then was almost going to rip it right off the other woman's body until she tapped. <laughs> <So> <laughs> thing she tapped. It's a good yeah. thing. Great win by her. Great uh, arm bar victory.
0: No kidding. Yeah. Yeah, so, okay. Well, uh, I think we've covered that. Uh, the, the, the first fight of the night was uh Jack submission win uh, halfway through the uh, halfway through the fir- uh, second round, sorry. Jack Shore remains undefeated, thirteen and zero. Looked really good. I know you didn't um, get an opportunity to see that, but yeah, it was all right. Um, But let's um, let's switch gears now. Why don't we uh, why don't we go to Saturday's card and uh, break break it down? We've got uh, a rematch between Davison Figueroa and Joseph Benavides, and they uh, went at it um, last year. They had a a really good fire fight. It was it was supposed to be for the vacant title, um, but Figueroa missed weight, so he wasn't able to get the belt. He did take the victory over Benavides, but there was a lot of controversy about it because there was a headbutt, inadvertent headbutt. Benavides was rocked and he started uh, grabbing at his head and uh, lost control, lost a little bit of focus, and Figueroa just jumped on him and knocked him out and. uh, so, uh, Benavides, I th- thought, was the better fighter all around. Um, yeah, did you, get a, you, you got a chance to see that fight, obviously. Yes, and yeah, what was your thoughts about the first first match?
1: Yeah, man. Like, it was unfortunate because, yeah, like, Figueredo used that headbutt to his advantage. He really did. Because I think he headbutted him and saw that he was rocking and blitzed him. Mm-hmm. Saw that the ref was about to break them apart and give him, like, a break or whatever, and he just blitzed him immediately. And, yeah, He won, right? But at the same time, he didn't make weight, so he couldn't win the belt and everything else. So it's cool to see that they're doing, gonna do it again. And personally, I think it's gonna be a very different result this time around. I I don't, I don't think Benavidez is gonna lose this one this time. No. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, In the early, early stages
0: of that first fight, uh, Figueroa Figueroa had uh, an armbar on on Benavidez and uh, almost uh, made him tap. Uh, but uh, th- those guys are just so shifty. They're just yeah. they're moving constantly, moving constantly, and trying to get into better positions. And Benavides just wasn't allowing that to sink in, um, and, and and you know, continue the fight. But uh, wow, it was it was really deep, and really had an opportunity to, to finish it right away. Oh yeah, man!
1: Like uh, both guys are highly skilled. Um, you know, like and and you know, like I, I love watching the little guys fight because they they just have that technical savvy that you just don't see in the upper weight divisions as much, you know? So, um, it, it's going to be, it's going to be a barn burner. I think, I think they're just going to both put on a very great performance, good performance tonight, tomorrow night or Saturday night. I say. Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. Saturday. So,
0: yeah. So, uh, Joseph Benavida's uh, wife is Megan Olivi, who we get to see and have the, the pleasure of listening to Megan's, uh, ended up turning into definitely one of the the best uh mixed martial arts announcers uh she she adds so much to the broadcast she she uh, finds a lot of really great nuggets she's really good at interviews super impressed by her and uh yeah they're a power couple uh they get to go to the bubble together and uh stay there and enjoy themselves uh not a lot of guys are having their spouses uh into this uh, fight island bubble but uh Good True. for them, and uh, yeah, I'm impressed by Megan just so much. Uh, I I love her, what she brings to the table for these for this UFC event.
1: Yeah, I lo- I love the pieces that she does. I love the um, the insights that she has on uh, most of the fighters and that, what she has to say about them. I she's she's great at her job. She's Real good at her job, man. So, um, yeah, uh, it, 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 it's it's kind of it's a very fortunate situation. For you to have your wife there because, well, she's part of the company. You know what I mean? She works, so <laughs> it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's great. Really right. No, no, definitely not. So, yeah, good on them. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping Benavides can right the wrong. Uh, you know, it's terrible when a guy gets a headbutt and and has to lose like that. Uh, yeah, I hope um, hope he can he can win and maybe it sets up a trilogy fight between the two of them. I'm really really excited. Uh, these guys are just. Uh, they're both bangers, they both just love to get in there and throw as much as possible. Benavides has been in so many firefights and amazing, amazing scraps. And uh, I'm glad it's a, it's a main event. I think it's going to live up to, bill, to the billing. And uh, yeah, it should make for a really, really fun
1: night. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited about it.
0: And so the co-main event has uh, Kelvin Gastelum against Jack Hermanson. Uh, both of them have, have, lost, uh, coming into this Gasolum, two oh, losses, true. but, uh, Darren Till, he didn't look very good, but Israel Adesanya, he, he looked really oh, impressive. Yeah. And, uh, he actually outstruck Adesanya more than anybody else has by far. 91 significant strikes landed against Adesanya and nobody else had landed more than 46. So, um, yeah, I mean, Gasolum looked really good. Nobody else has looked good against Adesanya in my opinion. Uh, yeah. you know, it really, um, uh, you know, if he, he can bring that performance against Hermanson, I think, uh, look out.
1: Oh, yeah, man. Like, it, uh, this is definitely a stylistic fight because both these guys fight very differently from one another. Um, I am I am looking forward to it. Like, I'm looking forward to seeing, like, if I, – I believe Hermanson is the taller man, so he should have the greater reach on Gastelum, I think. And because uh, Gastelum usually has to work inside everybody anyways, right? He's got quick hands and everything. And uh, Hermanson might just, you know, I think he's definitely going to be mixing up his attacks. He's going to attack a little bit on the feet. He's definitely going to try to bring him down to the ground and harass him on the ground. Um, Yeah, so Gastelum has to be ready for everything that Hermanson is going to throw at him. It's going to be a good fight. I I don't really know what to expect from it because, like, their styles are just so completely different. But I think it's going to be a very good fight. Good.
0: Yeah, usually uh, people are are taller than uh taller than Gaslem he's usually a small guy um yeah, yeah i think you're right um I, i'm checking the the advantage there uh yeah i think Hermanson's a little bit taller a couple inches um yeah. but um the, the thing about Hermanson i remember uh do you remember the Jockeray Souza fight uh that Hermanson had uh it was a yeah. fight night and uh they were the, the the main event event remember that one yeah um actually Hermanson has a UFC record for that fight he threw 496 strikes in that fight, and he landed uh, 256 of them against Sousa in his victory. Uh, that's a middleweight uh, record um, for, for strikes uh, thrown, and um, Chael Sonnen has the record for strikes landed in that division. When he fought Anderson Silva, he actually landed 320 strikes on Anderson Silva when he almost beat him and he got uh, triangle choked right at the very end of, of that fight yep. uh, so um yeah i mean hermanson uh, you know really really throws a lot and and that Jacare performance uh, really it really impressed me and hopefully he can bring that
1: against gasolin oh yeah man like uh, that that performance was i think probably out of his career his best like that was his best he was on point that night indefinitely against a guy as as dangerous as Jacare. you know what i mean so yeah, if you, we, get, we get that performance from Hermanson and we get that performance from Gastelum. We get those two kind of guys, those two fighters coming up. Oh, man, We're, that might be fight of the night then right there. That might be fight of the night.
0: Yeah. He's, um, he's very well-rounded. Uh, he knocks guys out. Um, he had two consecutive guillotine choke wins. Uh, he beat David Branch and Gerald Mearshart, uh, both guillotine chokes. He is um, a very, very well-traveled fighter. He's fought in nine countries around the world, which is uh, pretty amazing. Uh, wow. You know, yeah, it's really, really cool. He um, he lost to Jared Cannonier by knockout in his last fight, but uh, he's he's very impressive. Um, 20, 20 and 5, uh, really had a lot of great competition. He's been a champion in cage warriors. He's, um, you know, fighting, fought in a lot of really good promotions, and... And, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm really excited about this co-main. I think both of them are really good. Gastelum, um, you know, he won that tough 17, I think it was. And, and uh, yeah, has really been in a lot of amazing battles. Uh, he's uh, looked very impressive in so many of his fights. And, uh, yeah, I think both of them are really good guys. They're coming off losses. But, um, yeah, I, 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 I'm glad that they matched the, these guys together.
1: Oh, yeah, man, me too. Me too. Um, and, yeah, like – how about this? And this is another thing I'll say. I love this co-main event better than the last one. <laughs> this one seems like a, like a bona fide co-main event, if you know what I mean? So yeah, yeah I, I look forward to it when it, when it, when it does happen.
0: The only other thing I can mention about Gasolim is uh, he said he got really depressed uh, after the loss to Adesanya. He um, put on 30 pounds. He, he got, um, he actually has been caught for marijuana a couple times. He said he was battling uh, a lot of demons and has really had some low moments. Uh, but he said he's, he's re- revitalized. Uh, he's been able to um, get some help with uh, the demons that he had. And, um, yeah, I think this could be one of the best uh, um, mental uh, health. How do I say it? I think he could be at his peak of mental health, uh, being able to get over a lot of the problems that he had um so yeah let, let's see uh i, I really uh, i'm hoping for the guy
1: yeah anybody that um has the courage to speak out on what they're dealing with when it comes to mental health is uh should be applauded you know what i mean um because like that's uh a very tough thing to deal with on a day-to-day and especially like if you see your dreams crushed like that right and then it's hard to pick yourself up and reconstruct yourself so that you can continue on with the fight so to speak so you know you to do that takes a lot of um willpower and a lot of mental fortitude to keep to to continue to push through so uh good for him good on him to do that for himself yeah
0: Yeah, no it was um, kind of surprising I hadn't heard that until just recently and um yeah I'm glad he he talked about his issues and difficulties and I'm really glad that he's got some help and um yeah yeah it's uh it's it's pretty prevalent in the world today, especially with the pandemic that we've gone through. A lot of people have had some troubles with it. And uh, when athletes can speak out, uh, a lot of people that are going through it realize that it's not just them. And uh, they can, you know, associate themselves with guys that, you know, have had success and had some failures, but uh, you know, they can rise back up again. And, and uh, you know, two losses, uh, it always is really hard on the psyche for a mixed martial artist, and a lot of worries. So, yeah, I'm glad I'm glad he's getting the help he needs and and um, yeah, let's let's hope those demons uh he can push them away and keep that depression away and and get, you know, get the help he needs if it ever comes back.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. I, I I it sounds like he's he is getting the help that he needs and uh hopefully he'll be uh he'll come back stronger from it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so uh some of the other fights on the main card are uh, Mark Deakies against Rafael Fizyev, um, don't know much about Fiziev, but uh, Dayakisi, he he's always um, super, super strong. He's uh, uh, really, really in shape and uh, dominates uh, most of his fights, 14-3, uh, and three, coming out of England as well. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, yeah I'm, I'm usually very impressed with his performances.
1: Yeah, man, Dayakisi is an uh, explosive fighter, entertaining fighter, and uh, I look forward to seeing an entertaining fight for him. And as for the the other gentleman that he's fighting across from Fiziev, I don't know him very well <laughs> so I'm interested to see what the man will bring to the table so
0: yeah. yeah uh there's a women's flyweight fight um before that one. It's uh Ariane Lipsky against Luana carolina uh, Lipsky's got twice as many fights um in the the cage, as uh, Carolina, yeah. um, I've yeah, I've I've definitely heard some of the pundits say that they're favoring Lipsky in this one. Uh, I, I I tend to agree. Uh, she's got seventeen fights compared to seven with Louisiana Carolina. So um, yeah, do you, anything you can add to to this matchup?
1: Um, yeah, uh, I I can I agree with what the pundits are saying. Like yeah, obviously with the experience or the wealth of experience that Lipsky has over Carolina, although you never know with some of these these younger fighters now like they you can make quantum jumps in a very short amount of time like let's look at Chamyev. he only had 6 and he went against a guy that had 31 fights wow. so yeah we'll see we'll we'll see we'll see uh what we see in this particular fight and we'll see how good carolina is or not right it's like lipsky is a very good litmus test for so true yeah
0: and then the uh the only other fight on the main card is uh Alexander Pantoja against Askar Askarov uh Pantoja's uh 22 and 4 Askarov's uh, unbeaten 11-0 and 1 um yeah i you know i guess it's kind of the same situation a uh, yep. guy that's got about half as much experience coming in
1: um
0: yep. uh, you know i think Pantoja's with his experience he should he should win but um you know this guy's undefeated uh given getting an
1: opportunity um yeah, what do you what are your thoughts? Yeah, yeah, man. Uh, again, this like you just said, like the same sort of thing. Uh Pantoja versus Askarov. And again, Askarov is undefeated. Uh, you know, like I, I don't take that lightly whenever a fighter comes in undefeated. So the man obviously knows how to win and uh I, I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do against the seasoned fighter uh of Pantoja's uh uh experience.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so um, so that's the main card uh, for UFC Fight Night there. That's uh, that's called uh, UFC Fight Night One Seventy Three coming up in the in the Flash Forum in Abu Dhabi. Uh, yeah, it's uh, going to be great. Uh, the only other fight that I'll mention, uh, I know you haven't looked at the prelim card too much, but uh, Canadian Malcolm Gordon is fl- fighting on the, in the flyweight division. He's fighting a guy, Amir al-Bazi. Uh, Malcolm Gordon has um, been a really great fighter um, locally and uh, fights in a really good camp with a lot of the top Canadian guys uh, back east. And uh, he's 30 years old, uh, 12 and 3. Uh, it took a lot, him a long time to finally get a, a UFC shot. But, um, yeah, I, I'm super impressed with Malcolm. He he holds a belt in uh, another... Um, another uh, organization and uh yeah I, you know definitely try to watch that fight yourself jason and any of oh, the yeah. viewers and listeners Um uh, really really talented guy and i'm glad he's finally getting
1: a shot here oh yeah no it, it, it's always great to hear about any canadian that uh finally gets their shot or their chance in the ufc because uh hey all of canada's rooting for you so go get it
0: <laughs> <No> <laughs> doubt. yeah so yeah. Yeah, so a uh, great week with three fights in a seven-day span. Uh, you know, very fun. I'm glad we had a we had a fight night in the middle of the week. It hasn't happened in quite a while. I can't even remember the last time there was a, a middle-of-the-week fight card, but uh, we were treated to one uh, last night, and uh, I'm glad you had a chance to watch it. Thanks so much for breaking it down with me today. Uh, it was a lot of fun. I'm really looking forward to Saturday as well. Um, anything more that you want to add in? Uh...
1: Yes. One more thing I want to add. One more thing I want to add. It's just a little of a side that I saw the other day with a friend. It's a documentary that's off Netflix and it's uh, it's about Stefan Marbury, the story of Stefan Marbury. And uh, I, I put it out there to the viewers and listenership. Give it a watch, give it a watch. It might change your idea of who Stefan Marbury was as a person. Maybe even as a basketball player too, as well. You know, like it's a, it, it's a, it's a great story about his journey, and about you know like the mistakes he made, and then how he came back from said mistakes. So it, it it's a great, it's a great story. So I, nice. I, I highly, I highly recommend it.
0: Awesome. Yeah, that's great. Netflix. Uh, everybody's got Netflix, so it should be easy to find. I probably won't even have to put any link in. Like uh, most of the videos that I've been talking about the last few calls we've had but um yeah great I'm glad you pointed that out uh you I think you pointed it out to me the other day I haven't had a chance to watch but i I will definitely put it on the top of my list and I can't wait uh Stefan Marbury was one of the most talented basketball players and had uh you know the world by the tail for a little while there and then um yeah there was some issues and difficulties and he had to go overseas to play and um yeah he became very very famous in China for uh for a few years there and uh but, yeah, it'll be really
1: neat to get a
0: different perspective on him.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure, man. Like, it's uh, it's kind of eye-opening. It, it's actually very eye-opening, to, especially to see his ascendance in China and how important a figurehead he is in China. It's it's ridiculous. It's, it's, it's super – it's impressive. It's impressive to say in the least, for sure. So, yeah, go out and watch it. Highly recommend it. Watch it.
0: Sounds great, Jason. Yeah, yeah, awesome. Well, thanks so much for joining me uh, midweek like this. Uh, yeah, I'm glad, uh, I'm glad you're still off of work so we can keep doing this. And, and uh, it's, it's such a pleasure being able to do it twice this week. Um, yeah, thanks for breaking it down. Enjoy the fights on Saturday. And uh, I'm sure we'll be in post-contact very soon.
1: Oh, yeah, you betcha, man. Talk to you later.
0: Okay. All the best.
1: Take care. All the best.
0: All right. That was uh, – Great as usual, uh, fantastic that Jason can come in on a Thursday and uh, break down a, a UFC fight night. Um, yeah, it didn't have a, a huge amount of star power, and lots of these fight nights don't, but as I've talked with Jason, as I've talked with Scott Holborn and Stefan and a lot of the other guys in the mixed martial arts community, wow, you know, you, you, you're, you're not expecting a huge card, and then all of a sudden the, some of these guys emerge, and They're getting the chance of a lifetime and they're seizing the opportunity and they're just, they're just really, really, really impressive. Uh, That's the really amazing thing about mixed martial arts and and fighting in general is it's a worldwide phenomenon. Uh, Every single solitary place in the world, there's fighting going on. And uh, these guys are becoming some of the most highly skilled athletes on the planet and They are coming out of bad situations in a lot of their cases and uh, they learn how to, uh, you know, uh, deal with the the issues and problems and aggression and things. And they go to a gym and they become highly skilled and then they uh, bring their talents to the best organization in the world for mixed martial arts, the UFC. And we're we're treated to just phenomenal performances. Uh, A couple of the guys last night didn't really know anything about them. And they came in and changed their life, and it's um, it's really remarkable how much it happens. And and because uh, the UFC has been so prominent lately, so many eyeballs on them. These guys are uh, really, you know, like I said, seizing that opportunity and changing their life. And and I'm really proud to have an opportunity to to watch it and to spread out their names to yourself and to the world. And uh, and keep enjoying these UFC events. Uh, yeah, we've got a couple more coming from Abu Dhabi this Saturday. It's going to be really fun. And so, um, yeah, enjoy, enjoy the fights. Thanks for tuning in. Always appreciate it. Uh, tell your friends, tell your family, subscribe, like it, find it on your podcast, make it a regular part of your week. And, uh, we'll just keep bringing more and more of this for you. So love you lots. Take care of yourself. We will talk very soon. Bye for now.